Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Reformatory Christmas Edition, the podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Captain Jack. Yes, sir. Jack, how are you, my friend? Good. Going through Advent 2.0, baby. Advent, man. (laughs) Advent season. It's Christmas season. Um. Uh. Yeah, dudes. Yeah, man. I feel like, I feel like this has been this has been a great time in the reformatory. We went from Reformation month mm-hmm. right into Thanksgiving, and now now we have landed ourselves squarely mm-hmm. in Advent season. Squarely in Happy Christmas season. Yes. Happy Christmas, Jack. <laughs> happy Christmas. You got your tree already. Yes, I do. Uh, I saw that. Oh um, my gosh. Yep. <laughs> yep. That was good. That was good. <clears throat> I I scouted out the tree we scouted out the tree farm. So my wife and my wife was sick for Thanksgiving, so we had mm-hmm. to spend it at the house. Um and so we just pilfered off of other people's <laughs> dinners to get plates, which yeah. is actually pretty nice. In any case, I don't have any sickness yet and I'm just kind of like watching myself until I get some sort of crap. Or crud, so we'll see what yeah. happens. But I've been washing my hands pretty profusely, so there you go. Uh, but yeah, Good for you, I uh, we recon the two Christmas tree farms, and uh, I went out there. And all I got to say is, I need a chainsaw next time. <laughs> I am. Oh, not... what, what's wrong? What's wrong? Did no. you have a little hatchet? Were you in there like well, for an hour? Well, you go, you go out there, and they give you the you know one of those little hacksaws. Right. And they say, all right, you know, cut your own tree and take it. They'll, you know, they Mm -hmm. bailed it and stuff like that and they put it on the roof. But I mean, I want a chainsaw because I'm, (laughs) because the thing is, when you look at those, like the, the basically (laughs) the roots of a tree and like the trunk of it, right? It was curved. And so I'm putting it on our tree stand, which has yeah. three spikes on it to keep oh, it in place. And it's, and it's all curved. Oh, got you. And so, like, the curvature of the trunk is not matching to the top of the tree. <laughs> sure. So I'm just like, dude, I, I just need a mini chainsaw next time so I can get a there clean cut 
And yeah. so it won't be like this hassle of like trying to adjust it and trying right. to, yeah, get the pitch hey, and roll you, off of you it. You know what, Jack? You live, you learn. <laughs> I know, right? You live, you live, you learn, and that's that's just the way. I'm just that's, asking that's for a is. mini chainsaw for yeah. Christmas now. So it get, there like, you go. What, what does a guy got to do <laughs> to get a mini chainsaw these days? I mean, it's like pulling teeth. It's like trying to get a Browns win. Although you did have a Browns win yeah. yesterday. Yeah, your birthday yeah. helped out with that. It did, dude. Man, your birthday helped. Yeah, man. I'm not usually a big birthday guy, but yesterday, yesterday was great, man. I had so I love birthdays that fall on the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. Right, so my birthday was yesterday, uh, at, at least as we're recording this. It was on a Sunday. Got to go to church. Yeah. Um, man, got lunch with some church friends afterward. Got some Italian food uh, for dinner. Yeah. My wife, Lauren, she's an incredible baker. Made a homemade cake. Like it's like Bananas. a it's like a quadruple layer white cake with chocolate <laughs> ganache, and here it is, raspberry. Filling. Oh, dude, that's that's the that's the piece de resistance dude, right there, bro. Sir. <laughs> that's like it was a taste of heaven. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was a good day. It was a good day. Anyway, so Jack, before we hop into Advent mm-hmm. Reformatory, classic Advent Reformatory, mm-hmm. um, why don't you throw us uh, the cigar of the week for the Reformatory? What you got for us, my man? So to start out Advent, to start out our Christmas, our Happy Christmas season, we got to start out with a banger. Okay, so this we got to give the people a banger. Yeah, this this one is a banger. Um, this one might hit you in the wallet, maybe too. Oh boy! Oh boy! I will say it's worth it though. So this cigar, man, the first time I smoked this, it tasted like Christmas. I immediately, when I cold draw the cigar and then mm-hmm. smoked it, like it was like. If if the if Christmas was a cigar, this would be it. I feel like it just tastes like it. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it other than if you find this in your local um, brick and mortar or get it offline, it's definitely yeah. worth it. Anyway, the cigar that I'm talking about is the Klee Cielli 25th Anniversary cigar. It's actually the wrapper and the and the band is like Christmas colors. It's like green and red. And it's got like this Christmas feel to it. Um, anyway, the Robusto, it's box pressed, which yep. is a nice little addition as well, too. So it's got a little nice box press to it. It is Honduran tobacco. Look at us. It is. Look at us. It is. We, we, we ain't a one trick pony. No. No. I mean, even let, let's be honest. Nicaraguan tobacco is like the premium of tobaccos. This it day, is. It this is. It is pretty age. good. It is but pretty good. Honduran tobacco, man. This guy, so it's a it's a five by fifty robusto. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MSRP it'll run you okay, anywhere between I would say thirteen to fifteen dollars a cigar. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, half wheel. They have it for fifteen forty. So it's yeah. a little, it's a little, it it it's not your everyday smoker, right? It's not the everyday. I will say this though, you know, Mike Tyson. Or yeah, something. <laughs> the Arnold the. The immediate flavor that I get off of this cigar is apple and cinnamon. Oh, just when you cold dry it, it's got this mm. nice apple, crisp apple taste to it, and then you get this nice. Yeah. When you hit like that first couple draws off of it, it's got this like really nice cinnamon flavor. It just whispers Dude, happy Christmas. It is. It is the. It is the quintessential Christmas cigar. I feel like a because there of the go. the the wrapper or not the wrapper, but the the band on it. And everything just is like Christmas colors and everything like that. It's just, 
a really good cigar. I think Cigar Aficionado had this at 91 rating. And then I think Half Wheel, Half Wheel, in typical Half Wheel fashion, I think they had it like really like at like 87 or something like that. Yeah, they're half pretty, wheel. but half wheel is like really strict on their cigar ratings. They are too. half wheel is really bougie, yeah, like, and and very very <laughs> snooty. We we've covered this, we've covered this, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you know, you are correct. Uh, cigar aficionado has it as a ninety one, so they it's an average cigar for them, right? Uh, and like Jack said, the tasting notes you're gonna get you're gonna get that Christmassy. It's gonna be Christmas. You're gonna get some some graham cracker, a uh, little spiciness, yeah. right from from the apple. Uh, some cinnamon, uh, and it's all Honduras. So you know, try something new. Like mm-hmm. go out, go out of your comfort zone. Try something new, a little higher in the price point. But uh, Jack, how many how many uh, reformatory cigars are you giving this out of five? Oh man, I I really gives this about a four out of five. I think it's oh, that okay. good. It's that good. I think it's that good, especially for the time that we're in right now. I feel yeah. like it's that good. So all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here, possibly for the first time. The Clee, or Clay, however you want to say it, 25th anniversary. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. Yes, sir. It's Christmas time. Yes, sir. It's Advent season. So, Mm -hmm. Jack and I were talking about what we wanted to do for uh, the month of December. And Jack, very adamantly, but graciously, <laughs> uh, he says, you know what we should do? We need to do an Advent series. We need to we need to do an Advent series. We need to show that we're not those stodgy, reformed people that hate Christmas and all manner of holiday bliss and joy and cheer. He says, we need, a, we need an Advent series. And I said, Jack, you're 100% correct. That is exactly what we need. That's what the people need. That is what the local church needs. In 2022, we need some Advent. We need some Christmas. And I'm not talking your superficial Josh Groban, uh, Maya, <laughs> Maria Carey, or whatever her name is, you know, defrosting over there uh, under the heater. And uh, all I want for Christmas is my, you know, whatever. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about real, real Christmas, real Advent. The reason for the season. And that is mm-hmm. obviously uh, much more than uh, you know Santa Claus and uh, uh, cigars. Although, although I do like you know if cigars can be part of the season, mm-hmm. you know I'm not saying it has to be the whole thing. Yeah, but but part of it, I'm good. But Jack, we're gonna go through Advent, my man. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm throwing this over to you as our resident uh, 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 jolly jolly Chris Kringle. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about today? So. Josh and I talked about the idea of going over the offices that Jesus uh, holds. Um, And so our first office that we're going to talk about is Jesus as prophet. And so I think we have done, I think you guys covered this in the days of Daniel, if I'm not mistaken. It was a long time ago, but it was, I don't, I don't believe it was. I don't believe it was in the context of Christmas, however. No, no. I think it was just one of the, one of the short series that we. It was just kind of a throwaway series. Uh, yeah, we were just like, hey, let's talk about these real quick. But uh, no, I'm excited to I'm excited to to dive into these, uh, mm-hmm. talk about local church, and just kind of in the context of uh, context of Christmas here. It's it's going to be good, man. I, I'm kind of riffing off my own local church because we're doing this as well too. Oh, no, in our Advent series. Uh, we have entitled it Emmanuel, so we're kind of going with that incarnational kind of feel. Mm. Um, but I mean, this is like really important because the incarnation really 
throws off what people thought these different offices were going to be and who the Messiah was going to be and what he was going to hold as far as this office. But um, I think Jesus as prophet really gives us that first really uh, kind of initial shot to, first of all, who defines what truth is, Mm. and then also who can actually do that can man do that or how does God actually like come to us and, and do that? And so I think that Jesus in the office of prophet helps us to understand that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, especially because most of the old Testament is, I would say a good chunk of it is prophets or prophetic kind of mediators giving either God's law or acting on behalf of the Lord in certain ways. So I think Jesus in the office of prophet kind of bridges this gap between the old and the new, right? And he actually kind of makes it connect, makes us understand things. And then especially too, some some different passages in the New Testament kind of help us out to understand that as well too, uh, as Jesus' prophet. But yeah, this is really important. But yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's 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 always a very just cool study to do when you look at the offices of Christ, right? Prophet, priest, and king, and you look at how they were foreshadowed, uh, obviously imperfectly, but but foreshadowed in the Old Testament through the nation of Israel, right? Mm-hmm. And and when we look at when we look at Scripture through a reformed uh, covenantal lens, right? You see the fulfillment yeah. in the New Testament to what was foreshadowed in the Old, right? So when we look at the nation of Israel, we see, uh, you know, the 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 promise of a a people being called out among the nations, set apart as a chosen race, right? And we see the nation of Israel being the representative, the foreshadowing, if you will, uh, a, a a physical representation of a spiritual truth, and that is uh, the church, right? Yeah. Uh, God's elect, right? We see that in Israel. We see the offices that 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 uh, uh, in the New Testament of prophet, of priest, and of king, and the different ways that they that they interacted with the people, the different functions that they served for the people, mm-hmm. uh, in regards to the 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 nation of Israel's relationship with God and their communication with God, and you know all of all of those those different dynamics, and then we look to the New Testament, we see the fulfillment and the perfect embodiment of all three offices in the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And when you view scripture that way, it, it, it the, the light bulbs go off. And you're like, oh, okay, I get it. I begin to see now uh, how these things, what these things were pointing to, right? And that's, that's, that's what, one, that, that, <laughs> that's what's so fantastic about viewing scripture through that lens and not mm. through a a lens that you know our our dispensational brothers and sisters in Christ uh would view scripture right and there's there's a lot that you do miss out on when you are viewing uh the the entirety of scripture through a lens that 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 wouldn't be wouldn't be covenantal as as we would call it right so when we're looking at the offices of Christ prophet priest king uh it behooves us to look back 
to see, okay, what was the function of these offices in the Old Testament? How did these offices uh, interact with the people of Israel? What purpose did they serve? And then we look at the person of Christ and we ask ourselves, how does Christ perfectly uh, encapsulate this office, right? So today we're talking about priests, the office of priest, right? So Jack, I'm going to throw, or excuse me, it was prophet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm skipping ahead. I'm sorry. Jack said prophet. (laughs) I remember now. Um, so we're talking about profit today. So, so Jack, I'm throwing it over to you. Yeah. Uh, and and this is actually a question. Also, just kind of, I'm curious about what your local church is going through as well. And talking about Christ as prophet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some thoughts you have, man? I'm, I'm I want to throw it over to you first. Yeah. So we were talking primarily. This was like the first lead off into our series uh, on the offices of Christ in this series that we're doing at my local church, but that we're going to be doing specifically on the reformatory too. And when we talk about prophets, um, it was kind of brought up in this way that kind of explained things really well. We live in this uh, culture in the United States, and I think our world is kind of affected by this too, of what is truth. This kind of saying that like Pontius Pilate asked Jesus, like what is truth? Um, We... There's been multiple, numerous different articles, I think ever since from the starting of about 2015 on, in which we're kind of in this post-modernity, post-modernist kind of world, post-truth. I know the Oxford English Dictionary kind of gave their word of the year, and I think in 2016 it was called post-truth or something along those lines. And so um, when you look at this idea of post-truth, and who can actually like give us truth and who is like a herald of truth. Uh, Jesus in the office of prophet actually makes a whole lot of sense because if, if you look at the old Testament and even in the standard of like how Moses described what a prophet is. So if you look at like Exodus chapter seven, actually God is, is speaking to Moses. Um, and at the beginning of Exodus chapter seven, um, God tells Moses, see, I have made you like God to Pharaoh and Aaron, your brother will be your prophet. You must say whatever I command you, then Aaron, your brother must declare it to Pharaoh so that he will let the Israelites go from his land. So you're really seeing this dynamic of what is a prophet. A prophet is somebody who represents God, who represents what God, God's character is, but also what God is commanding Uh, people, and also humanity in a broader sense to do. And so you have that like basic picture of what a prophet is. And you see this all throughout the the Old Testament, really. You see how God's people completely go against God's commands, and there are prophets to go back to speak for God, to basically push them and goad them in the right direction in which God wants the people to go and to follow him. So I would say that that's the basic idea of what a prophet is. And this even comes back into our our nowadays of we have so many different prophets telling us different things as far as right now because we have so many different representatives from different camps and everything like that. And so who is the person that really could best describe what truth is and best represent who God is? Um, that's Jesus. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the answer that the the question. Yes, Jesus is the greater prophet because the incarnation actually gives us a way in which Jesus is God and man 
and can fulfill this office as the son of man, but also do it much greater because he is God as well too. He's truly God. And so he represents God and man and he's like bridging that gap and mediating and can be the better prophet to any other prophet because Mm -hmm. he exceeds them. So now, yeah, yeah. It's, it's this, it's this thing. Like when you look back at the old Testament, you ask, okay, what was the role of the prophet? It was to declare thus saith the Lord. Yeah. This is what the Lord says. And I am here to tell it to you. I am, I am in this place, the mouthpiece of God. Mm -hmm. I am being used by God to speak his will and to speak his word. Right. And we look at Jesus and we see that he is he is both the the author and the fulfiller of the law. Yeah. Right. And the author and the fulfiller of the thus saith the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. And we look at Christ perfectly, perfectly fulfilling that role in being the final word in authority. Right. That post post uh, uh, Christ uh, prophets are no longer needed because we have his word. Mm-hmm. Right. And we have the revealed word of God uh, in the scriptures. Right. And we have the perfect prophet uh, declaring through through his word. Thus saith the Lord. Right. So there's no longer any need for any 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 um, any. Um, additional prophets to to come about, right? Now yeah. that doesn't mean that we don't we don't preach the word, right? That 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 we don't we don't also declare the word. It is very good and right, especially on Sunday mornings, that we declare, "Thus saith the Lord," right? And we do it from the pulpit, and and in some way, uh, much smaller. Uh, that 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 is all, that is a it is calling back. It is hearkening back to the office of prophet. Yeah. Right. Uh, when we do that on Sunday morning, however, it is not the same in that we are not declaring a word that has been privately revealed to us, <laughs> as it did, as it was to the prophets. Right. We are declaring the word of God that has been set and established, and yeah. and will no longer be. You know, nothing will be added to it. Right. The canon is closed, and the words of our God stand forever. Mm-hmm. Right. So Christ perfectly embodies and and completes this office of prophet and then we look to him for the truth when we ask ourselves what does the lord say how do i know what the lord desires uh in this situation right we go to the word of god yeah. we go to the person of christ and he perfectly answers that question for us and do the the ramifications for the local church uh in this particular Advent series, I think, are massive. Yeah, right. And and it's 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 not something that I hear often. I could be completely wrong, but but at least in my experience, um, I often hear uh, much talk about the offices of Christ as as more as more of a theological uh, concept, right? Yeah. And 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 definitely, it's very theological, and it's mm-hmm. good to good to dive in and to dig deep, right? But. As with all theology, right, it has to have a purpose, yeah, and, and there has to be an application for it. Otherwise, it's just head knowledge, and we're not actually engaging in the theology as we're supposed to, right? I think that the offices of Christ have such ramifications and application within the local church, and it's not an application that I see often when talking about these particular theologies. Is that just me, or or? Or have you experienced that as well? Yeah, I, I, 
there has never been a time. I think this is the first time that I've actually sat uh, under preaching that went over the offices of Christ in depth. Interesting. Actually, okay. like bridging the gap from yeah. uh, the Old Testament into the New, explaining the details of it and everything like that. It actually, yeah. it's refreshing because if you put, like I said, I think some of the ramifications for the church too are in this office of prophet, Jesus is giving us the truth. Like mm. you can actually trust Jesus because he is the one who uh, <laughs> is from God. Like he is right. God's son. He is the second member of the Trinity. Like he is God's son. He is God's representative here on earth and he is God too. Um, and that brings a lot of clarity to a world that is so much clamoring for like, what is truth? Mm. What is the actual, you know, I think so much of our country right now, just coming out of the election season, like, you know, are these real vote counts or not? You know, I think that always gets muddled up ever, you know, for the last couple of years. But um, when you look at Jesus, like there is no need to go to other sources. Yeah. There, there is no doubt. There is no ambiguity. There is yeah. no, uh, you know, am I sure that what I am reading or being told is correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think the other thing too, like we went over this, um, in this, when we were looking at some of the texts, we were talking about the transfiguration, especially out of Matthew. Um, and so, um, if you look at Matthew chapter 17 and like about the first, uh, five or about the first seven verses, seven or eight verses, describes a transfiguration and basically that Jesus takes uh, Peter, James, and John up to this mountain and basically reveals himself, um, mm. gives them like this transfigured, glorified, partially glorified state. But he's flanked. It's so interesting. He's flanked by Moses and Elijah, yeah. who, are the, who are possibly two of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament, yeah. right? And yep. it's funny because Moses and Elijah are flanking Jesus in his glorified state. And God the Father uh, says, basically, well, where is it? Let's see here. No, he says, yeah, God the Father, there's a cloud that kind of over, it's very kind of uh, uh, Ten Commandments as well, too, because there's yeah, a cloud right. that comes over yeah. uh, this yeah. mountain as well. And it's God the Father that says, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to him. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I think my pastor was like pontificating on that of like, God could have said anything after he said, this is my beloved son. He could have said, love him, uh, you know, all different types of action verbs, right? Yep. But God, the Father, says, listen to him. Yep. And you see that in the way that Jesus speaks to people where he says, truly, truly, I say to you. Yep. Instead of, he doesn't say, thus saith the Lord, because he is the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> he says, yep. truly, truly, I say to you. So that's just exactly. this, this crazy yeah. dynamic you see as Jesus is the, the true and better prophet and occupying the office of prophet as well, too. So And then, and, and do, and then like right after that, Peter's all like... <laughs> Y'all want some sheds? <laughs> Yo, let's camp out here. Let's I, I do this. Need some sheds. Let's do this. Let's just. I'm good at building sheds. Sit out here forever, Jesus. Come on now. I want the. I don't want the glory to leave. 
I relate with Peter so much, dude. God is literally, he has revealed his son. This is my only son, my, my begotten. Listen to him. And Peter's like, well, yeah, but that can't be it, though. I mean, I mean, you know, it can't. I can't just be listening. Like, you know, I actually got to do something. You'll want some sheds. Come on. Like, I'm a good builder. I can do stuff. Good for us to be Validate up here. Validate me. Let's let's build a shed for you and Moses and Elijah. Let's do this, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, what? It's getting, Peter. Getting cold up here. Peter, what you talking about, baby? <laughs> oh, Peter, dude. I, oh, man. I love Peter so much. But yeah, dude, it's true. Like that is, and that, it, it brings so much grounding, I think, and, and foundation, mm-hmm. especially in the local church, right? When, and you know, J- Jack already referenced it, but it, it bears repeating. In this culture that we live in that everybody is tossed to and fro by every every wind and every doctrine and whatever, you know, we are at the end of judges, whatever we, whatever we think is right, yeah, that is what we do, right? And there's no barometer of truth in our culture that that can stand other than Christ and his word, mm-hmm. right? And that's why we have such a responsibility as the local church to stand on God's word, to stand as on Christ as the final prophet and look to his words as the words of authority, Right. And it's 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 not the words of a mere man. It's not the words of someone who had some good ideas, but turned out, you know, that they're just a man and they died. It is the words of the living God. Mm -hmm. Right. And we have those in the person of Christ and he has given them to us in his word. And that is what our culture needs. Right. And that's why the office of of prophet is so important because of the role that they filled in the Old Testament and the, the importance that God placed on on them, we see that in the person of Christ. We need it just as much today. Yeah. And it's so important, man. And I think too, just I, I know we can we can tease Peter because Peter's easy to tease in the scriptures. Let's no, I'm honest. not. I'm, I mean, yes, it, it is a little bit teasing, dude. But like, Peter's me. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, and that's, I, I look at that. I'm like, yeah, I would have done. The same and that, thing. But that's the thing too is like we when we see the glory of the Lord, we want to like revel in that. Yes. And we don't want yeah. that to leave yeah. when God's actually saying, "Hey, you get this little mountaintop moment, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to send you back down, and then just continue yeah. the work." You know, and that's the local church. You know, we have these little, I feel like Sundays are like these little mountaintop moments, right? Mm, You get these little mountaintop moments on the Lord's day and then you get sent back and scattered Mm -hmm. into the world. And it could seem like a little discouraging, but I mean, I don't know. The, the other promise that you have is the promise that you have God's presence with you in the power of the Holy spirit. And so you kind of have those little kind of moments as well too, because you have God's presence with you right now. And so, but yeah, that's, I mean, we want those mountaintop moments all the time in our local churches and we don't want them to like leave or go away. Sure. But the problem is they have to, because God's like, you have to keep going. (laughs) You have to keep going to the people and proclaiming the gospel to them. So, well, it it provides so much hope, Yeah, you know, They're, they're like, yeah, like this is a little foretaste of heaven. And this is what I have to look forward to in eternity, yeah. right? But God is so gracious that he gives us that every week. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah. yeah, I might, you know, it's Monday, it's Tuesday, it's Wednesday, I'm feeling it, but Sunday's coming. Mm-hmm. 
right? And I get to hear from my prophet. I get to hear from Christ in his word telling me, this is what I say. Mm-hmm. Go and go and do it. And revel in the glory of the gospel and live a life that looks like Jesus because he's freed us to be able to do that. Yeah. Right? Like just, man, it is, it is such a, it's such a comfort um, as we, as we go through these offices and just, just Advent in general. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like I really, I really need this reminder this year. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I think pr- possibly more than other years if, if, if that's, if that's real, but like, I've just, <clears throat> I think this year has just been so heavy in so many ways that just thinking about thinking about advent thinking about the the incarnation the the gift of christ just in his willingness to come right and to to live the life that i needed to live to die the death that i deserved and to raise again just just it's such a glorious reminder and and i'm really looking forward to going through this series with you and going through going through advent at at, at my local church uh and just being reminded and being in an environment to where I think it's it's a constant reminder of the fact that Jesus Christ put aside everything that he had. He put aside his status. He put aside his crown and his throne. Put aside the worship of angels in order to take on the mission that the Lord, that his father had set before him. Yeah. Right. It's such it's there's there's such glory in this time. And and I and I I can tend to be such a curmudgeon during the holidays <laughs> i don't know what it is like I, I don't know if it's like a nostalgia thing like i think back to christmas when i was a kid i'm like man i want to capture those feelings right and you know like i'm a grown man like it's never going to be the same yeah right and i think part of me like part of me is frustrated about that but i can let that distract me from i think the 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 more more real if you will uh feelings that I can get. And, and again, I'm not just going off of feelings, but yeah, like all that, all that to say is just, I need, I'm excited for this series and I'm, I'm just excited for Advent, man. I'm excited for Christmas this year. Like, I feel like I really, really need it. And, uh, like I'm already, I'm already feeling the joy that comes from that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I know what you mean too, because like it can be, Advent can be such a, a downer, Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, I mean, we have shorter days, uh, it gets darker earlier. Yeah. Um, and then on top of it, you're surrounded <laughs> by darkness and cold and all this other thing, other kind of elements that are changing to like the, the detriment <laughs> of you <laughs> as a person. And sure. then, but you have this kind of like warm, uh, I guess you get this like kind of like it feels, you know, obviously we talk about feelings and stuff like that, but it feels like this warm, refreshing kind of drink that is the gospel that you yeah. sip on and that you get throughout these colder months that kind of is refreshing, that is kind of um, something that keeps you coming back. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something about kind of like the end of the year as well, too, and kind of like how you're seeing Jesus anew. It's just like a whole culmination of things. Like you're basically like wrapping up like Thanksgiving and everything like that. But then you're also like 
preparing for hopefully the second coming as well, too, as you're reminded of Jesus's first coming. So, yeah, man, Advent is a is a very jolly season, as I will say. So, yeah, absolutely. It absolutely is. Jack, I'm excited, man. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a good series. It's going to yeah. be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So all of you listeners, happy happy Christmas. Happy mm. Advent. We hope that uh, we hope that it's a time of joy for you and that uh, you know we can do our part here on uh, to uh, make it a little bit more joyful. Keep that focus on the local church and enjoy enjoy the time that is Christmas. Yes. Um, Jack, get us out of here, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate and would like more of kind of the the Christmas feels, the Christmas vibes, Mm. the Advent vibes, if you will, nice cigars that taste like the season, warm drinks, cider, Mm -hmm. if you will, warm, warm apple cider. Oh, there you Um, go. Anyway, you too, if you would like to join us during the season of Advent, you too can join us on different avenues of social media called the sociables, if you will. That's right. The metaverse, the Facebook. It's absolutely plummeting as far as its stock goes. Um, <laughs> they're laying off thousands of people. That's not good. Um, you also or, have... I mean, or, or, or is it? <laughs> or, 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 or is it? <laughs> you, have the, you have the Instagram, which I would say is like Facebook light. I don't know. It's always a go. picture. They're always more pictorial kind of stories in, right. in the Instagram, if you will. It goes well with marshmallow and chocolate. And then you have Muskerville, if you will, the must site, <laughs> <laughs> the Twitter, the tweaker, the little blue bird. Uh, you can find us on the Mad, Mad Musk Fury Road. <laughs> I think, that's, I think Mercy, that's where it's at yeah. right now. Um, you can find us all at those sociable sites at the tag at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can tell the lovely season, the lovely people how they can enjoy the season a little bit more by maybe dropping uh, a couple a couple pieces of, of change into <laughs> our red kettle that we have standing outside the proverbial door of a, every store in the virtual room. <laughs> or a couple of Santas yeah. out there ringing the bell. Yeah, exactly. The bell. Christmas cheer! Christmas cheer! Uh, yes, no, there are multiple ways you can support the Reformatory here. Uh, we appreciate uh, all of our patrons. We thank mm-hmm. you guys for uh, patroning, patronizing. I guess it's patronizing, I right? Think so yes. that's different than patronizing. Yes. patronizing is not good. No. We don't want patronizers. No. We want patronizers. Yes. <laughs> but if you become a patron, uh, you get the episodes early. Uh, we send you some uh, cool merch and stuff like that. And our pledge, as always, is that your name shall be hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. We make good on that promise every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can head on over to reformatorypod.com. you got all the info and stuff there. It's a pretty cool site. We like it. Last but not least, perhaps the most important, mm-hmm. you can head on over. If you're on Apple, mm-hmm. you can head to the podcast app, and you can click on the reformatory, and you scroll down. All you got to do is scroll all the way down, and what you do is you hit five stars. You give us a little five stars. It says tap to rate. I'm looking at it right now. Tap to rate. Give us a little five star. Write us a review. Tell us uh, what you like about the podcast or maybe how you found it. It helps get the podcast out more people. And more people are encouraged to make the local church central in their lives. And Jack and I think that's a pretty swell deal. Yep. We thank you guys for listening. We're going to catch you on the next step of the Reformatory.